The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. All right, we're good. Ready? Hey, Here let's do it. Here we go. Ah. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? What's the procedure? Stay calm! over now it'll never be over it's the episode you've all been waiting for emergency pod this is this is this is not a drill officially not a drill you have not been punked the last not been punked week and a half we did not fake it what if we did just punk everybody out about dude i just make a joke and i think people would have stabbed me in the face so if you have been living under a seashell and don't know. I haven't been on social media because seashells are better to live under uh, than rocks. <laughs> like, what are you, a mermaid? <laughs> a merman. I'm a merman. <laughs> if you've been living under a, a seashell and you haven't been on social media, something huge, I mean, huge, life-changing for our lives happened this week. And that thing, of course, is my father listening to his very first episode of Still Not Engaged. Yay, Tom! Welcome uh, to the family. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the nation, Dad. I love you. Thank you for listening. Welcome. Mom, TBD. My mom still, I don't think hasn't listened. That's okay. Still I think my it. parents are now an episode behind, but hopefully they jump back on board for this one. Oh yeah. We got engaged too. Yeah. But I think more importantly, like I know you probably want to hear about that, but like instead we're going to use this episode <laughs> to talk about how we are in a pretty, pretty big fight about a pretty big fight. Oh, it was a pretty big oh, fight. God about the dishes and like why would you want to hear our proposal story when we've been screaming at each other for the last two hours about who's in charge of doing what dishes in our apartment screaming is an aggressive putting things away you slammed the door you went to take a shower and you slammed the door. <laughs> you, you heard it and i didn't slam, slam the door and then i threw down a cup and it did not have the same level of intensity but based on how you know, wonderful this episode is about to be. And like, I love you despite the fact that I hate you. Uh, I would like to call a truce in this moment. And I would like to shake with my left hand because it's feeling a little heavier today. Screaming. I would like to get my word in. Screaming was a little, was a little aggressive way to, to describe it. It was more like loud talking. That's for elevated. We had voices. to we had to get out here quickly to record the podcast, and so we then had to we didn't eat, so we were trying to eat, and we're both hangry. Our all our fights begin with hangriness. It's true. That's fair. Common denominator. It's fair. And so you wanted me to do the dishes. I didn't want to do do the dishes. I was going to do them later because we had to put away the dishes. Then I had to take a shower because I was yeah. Sweating. But 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 in all of this, it was no like the ex- this, it was Jess. expected that I would cook. So he no got one. to shower and I had to freaking cook us breakfast and I can, anyway and i can smell you from this, here i know it's not my fault you didn't let me shower i had to cook and clean for it's you not my like fault the that good women, fiance that i am women oh. take forever to get ready and it's not my fault 
So if you had showered, we would okay, still we'll, have We'll here. get back to the take forever to get ready because <laughs> I think I proved pretty well this past week that I take negative five minutes to get ready. But we'll, we'll get to that because so, this is an episode of love. Love episode. This is what being engaged is all about, though, as I understand. <laughs> Fighting about the dishes. Fighting about the dishes. And then when you're married, it gets even worse. And it all goes downhill from here. Then you're fighting about who's sweeping the floors. I've been thinking about fighting you on that. Because I sweep all the floors. (laughs) 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 Okay, so yes, yes, yes. Yes. Still not engaged nation. We are transforming you into now still not married nation. So yes, this podcast isn't going anywhere. We're still going to be here. We're still going to be having fun talking about... still not franchise has begun. Still not. Still not whatever you want it to be. And before we sit in here for the beginning... What? I'm sorry, Chris. He's giving me a sad face. Okay, okay. Later. Let's just, yeah, let's Later. just get into it. Okay. Okay. So okay. this this was people were wondering well, how it was gonna happen. I asked people how it was gonna happen, how they wanted it to happen, and people didn't really know we had a trip to New York planned. I should have probably put that in there, but I would have given it away. So I it's real quick, before we got went there, Jess his her one thing about being proposed to is she had to, no matter what, make sure I had to make sure her nails were done. It's a big thing. It was, I'm not was, a big manicure gal. She used to bite her nails. Frequently, I have been I've been scolding her like a like a cat that like I don't know licks like their butt bottle. too much. Ew! And I go, no, bad, bad cat, bad. That don't do that. So gross. Oh god! Don't bite your nails, bad, bad. And then she anyway. takes her hand away from her face. And so we've been doing that for like a year, and so she's gotten better. But she wanted to make sure her manicure well, was done. I wanted so then, my. There's a difference between I haven't been biting my nails for like six. No, months. I know. I've been very proud of Thank you. you. Good job. But I just don't paint bad, bad. my nails all the time. Right. And I needed to know. Chip off the and he's been good. Like, but you know, he's been good about, which honestly him telling me not to get my nails done. I was like, mm, he has a plan. So I'm <laughs> his no, I didn't even tell them that story yet. You now have jumped ahead. So, um, like a couple days before uh, New York, um, Jess, I was getting a haircut. She's like, well, I should schedule a manicure, right? Like I should schedule a manicure. I'm like, uh, cause you know, I don't want to give it away because it was all part of the plan for that day because I knew she was going to get one. It's all part of the thing. You'll see. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, it's a big no, part of it. like, no, Stay Jess, tuned. just no, you don't need to get a manicure. Don't get one. Don't, you don't need to waste your money. Like save your money. She's like, okay, I'll save my money. But I think she, she's, she, it was almost like you thought too much about it. You're like, wait a second. I could tell even in the moment, cause we were in the car. I still remember the exact moment. I was like, don't get your manicure. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Anyway. So we you went to just let me like get a mini manicure. Well, I've been planning this, this proposal for months. How many months? months? Like six or seven months. Like the beginning of the year months. Like. It's been forever since since January one. I remember I was like, okay, it's time to start really getting down to the nitty gritty and planning it. Well, and I've been joking like I told people he was either planning the proposal or he was having an affair because he was always on his phone, sneaky, sneaky. We have a very open phone policy. Yeah, I like, wouldn't let you never, see my phone. Okay. And no he was phone. like, I can't let you see my phone just in case. And I was like, okay, you I changed have like some woman in Nashville, Timbuktu. I was going to make Tim, it closer. She's from Timbuktu, and um, so I put my like, you know how like you'll let you people see like. Your face or your Facebook messages will come up and you can read them. I turned those to private. I turned my emails to private because I had to set up a bunch of emails. And so I don't know. How should we do this? Should we just go through it step by step or should I tell you, tell people what you were going to do? How should we do this? I think we should go step by step. Step by step. But we should start with the fact that. Before, the night before, the day before, yeah. I thought I had you. We were in New York. Have a I great old time. It, I played it up really well. <laughs> I was like, Jess, Jess, I want you to know I'm, I'm so sorry I'm not proposing to you in New York. Like. 
Uh, you know, I tried it initially. It just didn't really work out. I'm sorry. And I played along with it because I knew we had put so much work into it. So then at that point, my thought <laughs> so I process. Thought, I thought I had her. I was like, oh, she hook, line and sinker. She doesn't know idea. Well, She's, so because you said back, you're like, it's OK, baby. I love you. You're, yeah. You're yeah, yeah. Well, because about like probably around the same time that you started planning this proposal, I had been reaching out to friends that like we had a trip to New York City planned. And I have a lot of friends who live in the city or around the city. And I was checking in with them and I was like, hey, I think this is going to be my proposal trip. Would love like if you were in and around, <laughs> you know, the area at the time, would I love to see you? And then when I started to think that it was actually happening in New York and I saw how much work Chris was planning on it, I started like backpedaling up the wazoo. So I'm texting <laughs> oh friends and God. I'm like, I'm texting my friends and I'm like, Oh, no, he's not going to propose in New York. Like, I think he's going to propose in Seattle later this summer. He told me but, not to even get a manicure. I don't think it's so. But you were faking York. them out the whole time. Yes. And, and then also, well, I just had a I had a hunch. I'm not an idiot. Like <laughs> you told me not to get a manicure. It was so odd to tell me not to get a manicure because I would have just gotten a manicure just for the sake of going on a vacation. But I let you live. <laughs> I thought I had you. <laughs> I got played as but, a fool. Okay, but no, but you did have me because so, I had no idea the magnitude of so what you were doing. Real quick, the, the very premise is my idea this whole time has been just a scavenger hunt. Okay? That's the way I thought about doing it. And so the night before it was happening, that same day I told you, oh, I'm so sorry I'm not proposing. That night, I couldn't sleep in at, like a wink. We had it all set up. I had everybody in place. Everybody was, people were coming in from all over. And, there, you know, no one had said anything or spilled the beans. I guess you knew the whole time anyway. But I but, didn't know about but any you didn't people. Know. Yeah. I had no idea, truly. So that, we're laying in bed alone. and like that room, for some reason, just felt real hot that night. And I'm <laughs> sweating and I'm like laying there. I'm laying there. I remember laying there for an hour. Be like, don't move too much because you want her to sleep because you want her to be rested. I was like, don't move too much because she'll wake up. So I'm like trying to like. Just like lay there and like not think about anything, but I couldn't sleep. It was like, oh, it was the, probably the worst sleep but of my life. But then you were keeping me up because you were up <laughs> tossing like and turning. And I too was thinking, man, this room is really hot tonight. <laughs> like, oh, I don't, it's uncomfortable. So I had an alarm set. I actually finally got, I think I got like three hours of sleep. But from like 3 a.m. to like 6 a.m. I slept. We went to bed at like one and I went yeah. up from three to six. I had an alarm set. I like, didn't know it was happening that day. Yeah, no, so that was 740. Was but I woke up before my alarm. So I just laid there and then you woke up. You woke up at like 715. I was like, oh, crap. It's like, damn it. Because I'm, I'm trying to sneak out of the room. Be sneaky. Because I don't I'm not going to be with her for this scavenger hunt. That's your thing. You're going to with your mom and see your dad and see all these friends. And I so I like I'm trying to be sneaky. And you wake up and I'm like, oh, I got to lay here a little more longer just to see if she falls back asleep. You don't really fall asleep. But at right, like five minutes before the alarm was supposed to go off, I'm like, I'm going to go for it. No alarm. No alarm necessary. So I'm like, I'm going to ninja my way out of here. James Bond 007. And so I like go to get out and I'm like putting my first leg gets out. Good. And it's like, okay, <laughs> it's on the floor. Here we go. Second leg gets caught in the sheets. I'm like trying to pull it out. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like trying to pull it out. Like I had to reach all the way down and remove the sheet, which was wrapped around my foot and remove it off. I was like, okay, she didn't wake up from the flailing I just did. So I was like, okay, I had my clothes already set out. You didn't know this. I went up to turn the hair air down in the middle of the night. I set up my clothes. I had no idea. You didn't ha! unpack the whole Bam! time. I didn't unpack because I knew we were moving hotels, but that's later. So yeah, that's another thing. But he was so stealth. I'm stealth, man. Yeah. And so I go and I'm like putting on my clothes, like trying to like, you know, put it on really quiet and stuff. And I have a folder with all the clues for her scavenger hunt. I take the folder that she has been in my backpack. She didn't look at my backpack, of course. And I go down and her mom's waiting at the bottom and I give them to her. I say, go get them. Basically, have fun. 
Remember to text me because I, I'm trying to stay in touch with everyone who's involved in all this. And boom. And then just Sharon, take over. Or just take over. Sharon? <laughs> I am my mother. You, you are you your mother's daughter. my mother. So I'm, you know, nice and cozy in bed, tossing and turning. I actually did not hear him leave. I'm now realizing that I think I kind of woke up to the door closing. Yeah. But it was I very loud. I didn't when I opened the door, it was enough. like, <laughs> it's always I'm way like, louder. Oh my God. And I'm like opening the door and the closing was the worst because on the outside, when you like on hotel doors, when you try yeah. to like do it, yeah. when you press, I know like, it's the worst. It's always like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, it's all over. Well, okay. So <laughs> I wake wait, up. Everyone listen up because this. I've heard is the best proposal ever. So get ready to listen to it's to pretty some, good. Settle some magic. down, sit by the fire, pour yourself. Take, take a some notes, gentlemen nice or lady or lady, if you want to do a proposal. Yeah, never know. All inclusive on the Still Not franchise. So this is quite the day. I am in bed, just minding my own business, and my mother comes into our hotel room. I realize Chris is not next to me, and. My mom goes, Jesse, it's time for an adventure. We're going on an adventure. And I was like, no, we're not. I'm sleeping. <laughs> and then she probably just, oh. and she no, goes, didn't you say, no, wait, oh, no, he's doing it. Isn't no, it? not yet. And so then she goes, Jesse, you have 25 minutes to get ready. And I go, can I have five more minutes to sleep? And she goes, you will have 20 minutes to get ready. And I was like, okay, fine. So I get up and I scurry and I'm putting on fake eyelashes because at this point I figure I'm getting proposed to at some point in the day. And just a small guess, even though Chris like kept telling people throughout the day, like, be sure not to tell her how this day is going to well, end. Yeah, like, do you just, think I'm in moron? I didn't want them to be like, well, you're going to go here and then you're going to go there and then okay. you're going to get proposed. So as I'm getting ready, my mom lays down the first clue on the ground and it is he Chris is so sweet. He put these clues on paper. He printed them. Okay, They're I printed very them out. nicely done. They're on like little poster board. Like yeah, light. Like the nice kind of paper, the thick paper. Yeah. I, and the, uh, scrapbook paper. And the color is champagne. champagne, which was, what a detail. Am I right, ladies? You, and you love champagne. I do love champagne, so it's perfect. So the first clue is a W on Thought the back. about everything. And this is when, I, I'm not kidding, I know that we try not to swear all the time on this podcast, but to my mom, I just go, oh, for fuck's sake, will you marry me? I solved the clue. We can jump to the end. <laughs> <laughs> you got that from one w from one w yeah, and but i don't care. Like, it could be will anything <laughs> and like throughout the day like someone was like my friend Paige, which we'll get to in a second she was like it could be like william and mary we're going back to school and i was like i hate everyone so yeah, but that's, that's okay, a nice wait, little so detail i know it is a very nice detail so he did spell out or at this point in time of the story i didn't know that it was spelling out will you marry me but alas here we are so clue one i'm not going to read all the clues yeah because this is embarrassing it's I made embarrassing it. <laughs> as f but i'm wait. gonna read the first clue just and i'll He's, i wrote these as like a, they're like childish chris they're is so- low-key super cheesy when he <laughs> Thinks no one's watching. It's very cute. Oh my god! I already forget that I hate you about the dishes. I love you again. Okay, clue one. Good morning, my lovely Jessica. Right now, I bet you're a little confused. I'm not there, and your mom is. What's going on <laughs> with your photographic memory? I'm sure you can remember a game we played once at the IBC in London. That's it's the International called... Broadcasting Center. Yes, it was where we interned. It's called the G- 
get my room key scavenger hunt, which sounds kind of dirty. Uh, that was fun, it right? Dirty. It Good totally times. Today you're going to do it again, only it's on a much larger scale. I'm turning NYC into the IBC. Sharon is your special guide. She can help with clues and even give away answers if you have trouble guessing where you're supposed to go next. But hopefully she won't be telling you everything about what's happening or what's next. So don't even ask. That was a, that was more of a warning towards Sharon. Sharon, don't you give this. <laughs> she had done so well up in like I give my mom a hundred credit points and my parents, my friends, everyone, because no one ever led on to anything. So I know you're a walker, but there's only so much time in the day and you have so many fun places to go. So Ubers, taxis, subways, limos will have to be taken at times see, to get I, around. You see how I included limo in also, there? Also, that was, that, oh, I actually didn't notice that'll that. That'll come in later. Oh, see, I'm, boom, every, bam. Also, I'll need an update with photo or video confirmation of the locations you go to along the scavenger hunt. Do whatever you like on social media with this if you'd like. Let's start with an easy one. Your first stop is the one place that makes you get excited to get up at the crack of dawn and get yelled at like this. Holy effing s. My old. Uh, it's a long story. It's, it's, a, it's an inside joke it's an because inside the joke. first time we went to Soul Cycle together, yes, which is the first clue that. Or actually, the first and only time we ever got with the Soul Cycle together, I got yelled at by the trainer, or we all did. Holy effing shit! You know, he said it? it like twenty-five times, and he Chris was, in I was like I was living, like, and Chris was like, "This is the nightmare <laughs> of my nightmare. This is a cult." Yes. So anyway, so my first, so I realized that my first clue is Soul Cycle, which is a decent little walk away. It's about twenty minutes, and um, so I got a nice little morning walk with my mom. And but the thing is, I wasn't taking a soul cycle class because I guess everyone was very concerned with me getting sweaty and that just wouldn't have worked properly. But and as also, I rounded the corner, besides it taking an hour, right, it's also an hour class. So as I round the corner, though, I see the most luscious blonde platinum perfect hair in all the land. Wow. I know. Well, she has the best blonde hair. And it's my friend Paige who lives in New York. And she we run and hug and do the little girl thing that I do with all my friends on this course of this journey. And so I'm just so excited. I see Paige. And so she lives in New York. So all of a sudden in my head, I'm like, all right, this is, you know, I'm going to get to see all my friends who live in the city today. How awesome. I yep. love this. Next. So Paige and I go, we get a juice to be kind of healthy because everyone warns me that I'm going to be eating and drinking all day. So we have a juice and sit down, catch up, whatever. Next, next clue sends me to Central Park. And the Jackie Kennedy Onassis Reservoir. Which, I made fun of the clue because it was where, where the where the city meets nature. Or oh something, yeah, this I is. Um, I will read this clue because it's kind of funny. Congratulations, you finished stop one. Sorry, we don't have time for a class. Maybe tomorrow. I love when we are active together, okay, like wait, when wait, we wait, run you by the take river. Take a space before that. Maybe tomorrow. Pause. I love when we. It's a. It's a. Pa- it's a paragraph. When break. we are active together, like when we run by the river, and I constantly turn around to ma- look at you to make sure you're all right. You and your workouts with Kayla, and me with my weights. This next stop is your favorite place to put on your running shoes and unwind in New York. I think you told me once that you go here every time you're in New York to bust out a run. Hustle on over to this place where the city meets nature. It's pretty good. That's pretty. I should be a poet. And you don't even know it. So I I head over to Central Park, which is a very special place for me and my mom. We constantly walk the reservoir. And sitting outside the park entrance is my friend Elizabeth, who also lives in the city. And she is on FaceTime with my friend Zoe, who is in Los Angeles. And we have a nice little chat. And I figure, oh, how wonderful. Like, we're going to take a little walk around the reservoir. We go there. It's great. Takes pictures. And then I get my next clue, which leads me to the theater district and Broadway. And this is when things start to get a little crazy because, like, 
uh, it's hard to even talk about it. No, it's just, it got like so emotional so quickly. So Chris wrote his clue to take me to the theater district and I show and, up and, and, and none of the clues say who's going to be there. Yeah. And no. you have a very strict schedule. Like very you were strict schedule. Each place 30 yeah, minutes. Like I got a cookie in the cab on the way over. I because timed I was out how far it would take hungry. to get to each place. Like this is, you have a strict schedule. Strict schedule. Yes. Moving on to three. So theater district, I know exactly where to go, which is Schubert Alley, where there's like 25 posters of all the shows that are currently playing on Broadway. So I knew where to walk. And standing under the Harry Potter poster is my friend Hannah Seiler. And so she lives in Los Angeles. We grew up in Denver together, but that means she flew all the way there for the day. And I freak out like I'm dead at this point. And she never made it to the engagement. She's <laughs> the engagement's over. The engagement She's a is ghoul. over. She's haunting me. So I see Hannah. We have a great time. We have our 30 minute scheduled visit together and we sit inside a hotel lobby at a desk and I show her Chris's clues and she makes fun of them because they're very cheesy. It's a very on theme part of the day. And so then my next clue took me to NBC. And like the 30 Rockefeller, Rockefeller Center yeah. area. They, that's, and that's the Olympics because we both because work for we NBC. Met at the Olympics. And that was all about our good friend, Bob, Bob Costas. Costas. Hey, Bob. And I turn and we're going to some wine bar. At this point, I think it's like 11 a.m. So it's time for my first glass of wine of the day <laughs> in New York. And I see my friend Catherine sitting at the table. And Catherine goes to Northwestern. So she's in Chicago. Woo! And Elizabeth is there. She was supposed as to be well. at the second stop, but right. her flight so got delayed. So her flight got canceled yeah, the night a, before. It was a huge thunderstorm. Huge storm that caused And we a were bunch worried. I was watching the weather on Wednesday ev- for every day. You didn't notice this, but I would always check Wednesday first for New York because that was the day it was going to happen. And at first it said thunderstorms all day. And then it said sunny. And then it was thunderstorms again. I'm like, come on, weather. Stop messing with my mind. Yeah, it was. But we got really lucky because it was cool. It was. Without raining during the day, it was cool enough outside that I wasn't sweating my face off. And so that actually ended up being a bonus that it wasn't like 80 and sunny. So then you went to Rockefeller with Catherine. Rockefeller with Catherine and Elizabeth was there too. And we pulled up Zoe on FaceTime and we're kind of like my little like foursome of college friends. And we had the best time. And my one of my favorite moments of the entire day was Catherine started reading your clues and she snorted wine all over the entire table it was like you a, had to spit up wine it you was can't really snort I was wine. Say, well no it was like the ultimate wine spit take like it was it was fantastic yeah. what did she laugh about what was the line um i think it was this one and this uh, is clue four. Oh yeah this is from this is the one that got me to her at nbc and we were talking about bob costas who chris interned for and it was like in between running around grabbing the hottest coffee imaginable for him and explaining to everyone one why i was wearing the same suit every day we were making memories for a lifetime. Who knew it would be me who got the gold medal in your heart? Yeah! All caps. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty good. Who knew it, it would be good. me who it got the good. gold medal? It's a little cheesy. So from there, good. from there. So I, now if you can't tell, these are all places that mean something to her or mean something to us. We've had several trips to New York together. New York was yes. a, a critical part of us being ending up together yes so now after uh rockefeller rockefeller led me to columbus circle and this really great restaurant called robert and just a quick side note about robert it is one of those places that means something to us as a couple we had celebrated our anniversary there back in 2015 and i had found this restaurant on instagram i think 
And it was so nice. And we were the youngest people there by like 40 years it when we went. It was expensive. It was very expensive. But we had this great waiter there who like took pity on us and gave us a free bottle of champagne and a free dessert. And we just had the best time. It overlooks the entire, all of Columbus Circle and pretty much all of Central Park. It's a very just like romantic yeah, setting. very beautiful. And so I was able to have lunch with my friend Morgan. So I had booked a lunch there. You had to get there Had to get there. My mom Maybe was very stressed about getting me to that lunch. She was like, once I get you to the lunch, I can break and breathe again. But we made it there on time and sitting there as soon as I came in was my friend Morgan, who I went to Yale summer school with. And so we've known each other for what, like yeah. 10 years now at this point. And we had a lovely lunch and she, humble brag, she works for Chanel and she brought me like little goodies. And so I know it wasn't a competition amongst the friends, but like Morgan, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> no one else gave you no free stuff. No one else gave me free gifts. But some people came so far. I know, though, So I let's know. be nice. I'm just kidding. So this okay. entire time I'm in Brooklyn. Uh, with my far, friend. far away. Yes. I thought he was like hiding in the bushes somewhere, to be honest. I thought he had like his binoculars on, like full Creep, on creepy stalking. Yeah, like where's Chris? Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Situation. Yeah. That I should be like following behind you in a trench coat the entire time. And when you would turn around, I'd like hide behind a like a door or something. Yeah. No, I was in Brooklyn with my friend. We got lunch, we got some pizza. Um, I was just texting with everyone. Were you like freaking out throughout the day though? Yeah, because I was trying to get people to tell me when you would move on to the next one so I could, you know, and then I got, I was basically people were going around me and communicating with them, each other and not even needing me. And I was the one who made it all happen. For months, I've been telling people where to go, how are we going to do it? The timing had changed, where people were going to go had changed. It was so stressful. Okay. Dinner was stressful. Lunch was stressful. Everything was stressful. So, okay. So we leave lunch and then the next clue led me to serendipity where my friend Nicole Papadopoulos, my big in my sorority you know just such a big sorority girl still means so much throw up those deltas um she was there for serendipity but i do want to talk about serendipity for one hot second because i think serendipity first of all i used to go there all the time for frozen hot chocolates i thought it was like the best place and i haven't been there actually probably in like over five six years at this point but when chris and i got back from the olympics we were really talking we had no intention of ever seeing each other again and we went to there was a USC Syracuse football game that was being really played random. at really random. Doesn't they happen. Hasn't happened it, since. Yeah, they, they're playing at MetLife. They're playing it at MetLife Stadium. Yes. And so I was going to kind of work my first game as a student reporter. Chris was going. Now I was going to drink. As a full on frat boy. And we decided to meet up in the city the night before this game. And we had a really just a lovely time together. And one of the things we did was we went to Serendipity. I thought that was the night after the Mm-mm. game. All right, well, your memory's better it than is. mine. And we got seated at the table from the movie Serendipity, which was this like 2000s rom-com, very cute movie. But there was some tagline on in it where it was like, oh, shoot, I'm poor. I don't know what exactly it is, but it's like when destiny has a sense of humor, you call it Serendipity. Boom. And that ended up kind of just seeming like such a perfect thing for our lives because we, even when we went to that Syracuse USC game, we had no intention of seeing each other again after that. And then there was this lightning delay during the game and Chris left his friends and met me in the concourse. Yeah, I was very, very He was intoxicated. very intoxicated. And he decided to ditch his friends for the rest of the day and come down on the field. He was Again, very intoxicated. I was wearing my Syracuse shirt. Wearing a Syracuse shirt. And he pretended to be my photographer. And he came down onto the field. Got past security. Got past security. And he stayed with me the whole game. And on, we the ended up on the sidelines. On the sidelines. On the USC sidelines. Smelling of alcohol. I'm so sorry. Tim but you know Tessalone, what? Hey, USC little, little side note. Um, <laughs> little side note. Uh, 
my dad always talks about serendipity too. That's one of the things he oh, like, really? loves. Yeah, you, I, I never that. even told you that. And so he always talks about how things are serendipitous. And so it just all comes full circle, Jess. We're just meant to be together. It's very sweet. And then it, we'll break up over dishes. I don't like those kind of like sappy sweet things, but it was, it was very so sweet. Went, so we went serendipity. to serendipity. We had to get two frozen hot chocolates to so meet the stuffed. minimum. So I'm stuffed at this point. And then we were going to the hotel that Chris and I actually stayed in at that USC Syracuse trip back in the day, which is a cute little boutique hotel on 57th. And they had had this great rooftop bar. Great rooftop That bar. overlooked the Chrysler building. We made out up there. We did. And I will say that <laughs> I thought the whole time that that's where the proposal was going to be. Like I had always, I'm before like, I you... knew this extravagant anything, I thought it was just going to be Chris proposing up on this rooftop bar that like overlooked the Chrysler building. It, it, to be fair, it has a very pretty view, but that is like, come on. I know, uh, but I don't know what now, like now no, you you've obviously gone like so joke. over the top. I was so almost so insulted. Small. I was but insulted so by that idea. I'm, so in my head, I'm starting to freak. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm not really dressed for, I'm in shorts and just like a little shirt. And I was like, okay, well, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. And then we so go did you in. get nervous before you walked in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was super nervous. And then we walk in. Well, the rooftop bar has since been closed. I knew that. The hotel is completely under construction. And my friend Janet, who came from Nashville, and I have to mention, Nicole came from Connecticut. So it's not like she was just in Holla. New York hanging yeah. out. She traveled as well. Janet came from Nashville. And she's in the lobby of the hotel. And she has two bottled waters, an apple, and some chips. And she's like, hey, there's no bar. <laughs> so we just sat in the lobby together, which was really funny. She kind of got the shaft of the situation, but she's great. Yes. And she's it was supposed sport. to be a great stop. Like you're supposed to have a couple of nice drinks at a bar. And it was kind of And then it ended up being crappy. But I saw her. So it was the, great. The hotel told me the rooftop bar was under construction. I said, okay, we'll go to the bottom bar, you know, the, yeah, the lobby bar. Lobby. And, and they didn't yeah, tell no, me that was under no. construction too. Really so nothing. I felt bad. It was really funny. But, so from there, Chris's friend, Brant, picked me up. And, and that's who I was hanging out with all day. Yes. So this is the Syracuse connection. This is the you Syracuse part. to Syracuse once. After, the, after that New York thing we were talking about, you came to Syracuse for one of my formals. Flew all the way in. And, and Chris had class, so he couldn't pick me up. So he sent his friend who I had never met before in my life. He picked you up in a nice Mustang. Mustang. I think it was a black Mustang. It was. And he had a rose for you because he said, hey, I'm picking up roses for my date. Do you want a rose? I'm like, yeah. But he forgot a small detail. He On the way over, he'd gotten the rose, Ziz, and left the other rose in the back seat. So you saw, he gave you a rose. You're like, oh, that's so sweet. And then you saw the other rose in the back seat. Like, oh, everyone's getting roses here. Okay, I'll see how kind of formal this is. <laughs> so that, that was the joke when but he showed up to pick you up. He brought me a rose and it was very sweet. And he, and he had a rose for my mom. He had too, another which rose, which nice. is the joke. Second rose. Second rose. So he took me to a Syracuse bar, which originally, I guess, Chris had wanted to go all the way out to MetLife Stadium, which would be like a three hour trip. And Brant said, as much as he loves me and I love him, the idea of sitting together in the Lincoln Tunnel for three hours was enough to make both of us want to cry that's why the plans changed so okay? i'm very that happy was a very that early was, plan that was a very good adapting Thank um you. thing for you so we went to a syracuse bar and that's we where got alex carmadel and michael emmer yep two of other chris's friends were there waiting and we had a drink and then everyone kept telling me like throughout the day they were like when you leave your mom like schedule wise things get a little dicey like it's a little wild cardy yeah. well you know if you're gonna have a nice difficult schedule towards the end of your day you might as well oh did you hear that Chris? take a break and crack a coios mm. Mm. coios drink of the future Dr coios it helps you focus it gives you energy and yeah they're back to sponsor us so they heard about the engagement and they said 
therein. They actually haven't said anything, but I reached out to them on Instagram to try to push this along. So Coios, hey. Coios is great. I've had two. I've had two Coyoses today. I'm afraid my brain might get too big to function the rest of this podcast. But uh, you know what? This is actually kind of a good little energy like <sighs> boost. Yeah. Like, I almost drink it sometimes if I haven't eaten anything before a workout. We did it this morning. Exactly. And it helps you like get up and get going. We you know? really should have had Coyos on the proposal journey. We it would have helped me throughout the Dang, day that to been stay great, focused. That would have been a great. If they well, had, we're here now. If they had continued to sponsor us. The entire time, maybe we would have. We're here now. But now they're back. They're and back. we love them. We oh, love yes. them. And I love Drink of the future. everyone involved in this proposal. So at this okay. point, I get in a car with Brant and I, I realize that we are going to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so that so clue. A little bit of a You had drive. trouble with that clue. I don't know if you can I find that one. I had trouble with yes, that clue. Yes, you had no idea where you were going. What are you talking about? That's what about? you said. No. That's oh, what they okay. said. Well, no, didn't I just, know. Or was that a joke? That was a was joke. A... Oh my God. They were kidding. They, oh, you're so gullible. It's so cute. You're so little, you're... I'm gullible too. So we're perfect <laughs> together. No, they were joking. They were trying to make it be like, she's not a Yankees fan. She's a Mets fan. <laughs> and like freak you out and see if you understood. So you don't I, have to read it. You don't I'm have not, to I can't it. find it. It's okay. Um, but so we're going all the way out to Yankee stadium. And I just remember sitting in Brant's car and watching his GPS and it was stuck at 40 minutes for 40 minutes. This is rush hour. Rush hour traffic rush from hour. Midtown to the Bronx. And it was a lot. So we sat in the car and had a nice time. Meanwhile, all of a sudden in my head, I'm starting to think like, okay, when am I getting my nails done? Because this, to freak is, out. this is important. See, the Yankee like, Stadium was a tough one. Your dad wanted to go there, but th- you know, everything else was in Manhattan. So there was no point in sending you out there and sending you back, right? That was yeah. to me, that was completely insane. Yes. So I did it at the end, and I knew there was a Yankees game that day, and I knew it was gonna be tough, and I knew it was gonna be a big pain. But I thought if I scheduled out, you know, 45 minutes to an hour for each way there and back, it'd be okay. It wasn't okay. Schedule-wise, but it was okay. Trip-wise, because trip-wise, it was, it, was ama- it. it was one of the best stops on the journey. So I get there, and I understand that everyone is probably like a little stressed. Like I'm stressed. Chris ma'am. is stressed back there. Brant and Alex, who were driving with me to Yankee Stadium, were a little stressed. My dad is stressed because he's out there. He made it all the way out there, and like he came, and this was his part of it. He's at old Yankee he's Stadium. He's at old Yankee Stadium, which is, which is right next to new Yankee Stadium. And immediately, I see a cardboard cutout of Derek Jeter. And my dad is hiding behind the cardboard cutout of Derek Jeter, which is maybe the funniest. That might take over for Catherine's spit take of funniest <laughs> moment of the proposal because my dad just pops out behind Derek Jeter and it's like, boo. 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 And like, honestly, if it had been real Derek Jeter, I probably would have run away with him. That's what I said you. in my clue. I know. And it was so accurate because I was in love with Derek Jeter my whole life. I had a cardboard cutout of Derek Jeter. We took pictures before like my homecoming together. It was really romantic and not weird at Beautiful. all. Beautiful. So I got to see my dad. He has STDs in it, I think. Derek that. Jeter? I just want you to know that. Wow. Don't put that libel on our podcast. You're right. Maybe I should take Get that out. Get out of there. Yeah, you should probably take that out. Delete that. So after that, this um, is where the limo comes in. No, wait. So I'm with my dad and my dad is like, I'm the king of surprises. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I That's don't, what he there's said. No one else, there's no one else who could be here. King Carl. Like that could do anything surprise. He's like, oh, don't you think you know everything? You know nothing. And I'm like, okay, um, I guess. And it starts to rain. And we're like hiding under an awning and he's in communication with whoever's picking me up from this spot to take me to my next spot. And a limo comes up and he like is pushing me towards the limo. It's pouring. We're trying not to get me soaking wet. And I open the door of the limo. It's now raining. We knew it was going to rain in the evening. Three of my best friends from high school 
are in there who I have not seen since one of their weddings three years ago. And it's Jordan, Jenna and Rachel, who I knew Rachel was in the city. So I expected her to be involved. But like Jenna and Jordan absolutely just blew my mind. We're missing one. We went by the Fab Five in high school. I hate us, too. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And one of them was missing. She's stuck at the airport in Denver. So we FaceTime with her. She still decides that she's going to try to come out for the proposal. She's obviously going to miss, you know, the moment. But like she's still going to come out to New York. Do you know where you're going, right? To so, yes, at this point, I realized that I'm going to get so my she nails done to get the nails done. And they, she was supposed to get there hopefully at 630. She ends up getting there at 730. I was told my appointment was at six. I was like, you need to be back in Midtown at 615. And they're picking me up at Yankee Stadium at like 645. <laughs> no, they picked you up before that. They picked you up at like Did six. Oh, I'm sorry. It all blends you got together. In there at I got six. I'm not kidding. When I saw them, I got so it was insane. Like, because I just had no six. idea hoping, that they would be yeah. there. And the way back all. was supposed to be faster. It turned up being way longer. But it was so, so cute because back. it was exactly like my 16th birthday where we right. like took a limo and got our nails done and it was very, very so you sweet. Went, so the nostalgia on This is where steroids. I get upset. Now I'm sitting in the place where she's going to get proposed to with everyone. We're just having some drinks in a, in the lobby. I'm, we'll wait until real to reveal the location for a moment. But I'm freaking out now because she's now late. I've built in two hours in between where the proposal is supposed to happen and dinner to give us some leeway. She's I, and I get the text that she's on her way to nails. Okay, great. She gets the nails. Mighty late, but still. Hey, it's not too bad. Nails. I booked you an appointment that said online it was supposed to take. 35 Hey, ladies, minutes. have you ever had a manicure that took 35 minutes? It said online, no. 35 minutes. This is no why one, men don't plan things. It ended up taking an hour and 15 minutes. That really messed up our time. Well, I had a nice back massage in the midst of that. And a hand massage. And a hand massage. And my mom brought cupcakes because it was my friend Rachel's birthday. Shout so out Rachel she was for there giving getting... up your birthday for my proposal. What a sacrifice you made. <laughs> so you got your nails done. And then what? So then I'm... Okay, this goes back to the very beginning of this podcast where you say women take too long to get ready. I am told I have 10 minutes to get ready for my proposal. 10 minutes. (laughs) I had been running around New York City all day. I don't even know what I'm going to wear. I had a couple options just in case it was going to happen. But I'm like, 10 minutes? Come on. I can do anything. It was 15. I think she gave you 15. I got out of there in 10. Wow. I had my mom turn on my hair straightener. I put a couple straighten through it. I wish maybe I had done a couple more. Uh, I touched up underneath my eyes of my makeup. I threw on this cute little romper I'd rented. Hashtag rent the runway. Maybe you want to sponsor us too. That'd be cool. And then I get the sponsors. Okay. So then I get the last clue. Always thinking about the sponsors. Jess, I'm really proud of you. We're going to get, we're going to get a couple good ones. Now that we're we're engaged. Where did I put the last clue? Okay. Wow. This is it. The final clue. Where could possibly be left for you to go? Knowing you, this clue will be the easiest of them all. I bet you can figure it out with one simple sentence. Go to the place where our daughter lives. See you soon. I love you. Creepy. And, and this is why I tell her that I have a child <laughs> have a kid. with another Surprise. woman. Just kidding. No, so uh, think about it. Think about it. Still <laughs> not engaged. That. Think about That's it. Really still funny. not engaged nation. Think about it. Where does our daughter live? What is our daughter's name? Eloise. Where does Eloise live? If you don't know the story, the the, the, plaza. the the illustration book, she lives and she romps around at the Plaza Hotel. Which Jess, this is the this is a really good one. Jess, you said earlier, right? You yes. told other people. God, I wish I. Told I had told, literally told my mom like a day before, 
and said, oh, if Chris is going to propose in New York, I feel like I kind of screwed things up because I feel like I should have told him or been more adamant about like how much the Plaza Hotel meant to me. And I'm we tell each other everything. So I'm sure that I told you this story at one point or other, but I couldn't remember if I had or not, which was that when I was a kid, I used to joke and kid being like, middle school, high school, that the only way I would ever get married would be if it was at the Plaza Hotel, which the joke being, I could never afford to get married at the Plaza Hotel. So it was I was like never going 70, to get married. 80, $100,000. thousand million trillion dollars. So I was just never going to get married. I thought it was like, haha, I'm so funny and clever. Yeah. And so you would stay there one time. I'd stay there were... one time when I was a kid. Yep. One. And you loved one it. Time. I, mean, I was obsessed with it. I obviously. used to write, they used to have ashtrays. Um, it's 2019. So no one has ashtrays. Why did you like the ashtrays? No. Okay. So the ashtrays had PP in it for the plaza. Like they had a forward P and a backward P. That was their logo thing. And I would mess up the ashtray and I would write JB in all the ashtrays and I would go floor to floor, just like screwing up the ashtrays. Are you Eloise? Yes. That's the whole point. You were the living, breathing Eloise. I, when we, when we stayed there one And you had time, the, and the grilled amazing. cheese once and sent it back. I, I did. I notoriously ordered a grilled cheese from room service and it wasn't made with American cheese. And so I refused to eat it. What a snob. I, Okay, that's like the opposite of a snob. It was probably like a really nice grilled cheese. And I was like, where's my wheat bread and American cheese that my mom makes for me at home? Slightly burnt. Hashtag love you, mom. So then she's told. So I'm told it's the plaza. So and we're staying at a hotel just like just a couple block blocks away. away. So I get to walk down there and my mom walks me down. And so this And this I'm point, like, is it too late to run? And she's like, so I no, think it's too late. To it's, run. Like, it's like 8.50 or 8.45 and we have to be at dinner at nine. So I've already tried to push back dinner. They weren't really friendly about it, but that's okay. <laughs> and so when I'm like sitting there waiting. Meanwhile, I'm great because I oh, avoided the rain. Oh, and also meanwhile, I had booked this expensive photographer who was great. Jemima was her name. Jemima awesome. Richards. If you want to look her up she's on great. Instagram. Jemima she's fan- Richards. She's fantastic. And she's she's from Australia. She's a very interesting backstory from Australia. Now lives in Massachusetts. She is just very fascinating to talk to her. And oh, and she, her family is from, I'm probably going to mess this up, but it's South America somewhere. It was maybe Argentina, oh, I believe. I didn't know that. Yeah. The more you know. So, exactly. Fascinating backstory. She is stuck with us as I'm freaking out in this in the Plaza Hotel lobby. Drinks there, the cheapest beer. No joke, the cheapest beer is $10. Amstel Light. One beer. One Amstel Light. $10. And so I'm like... I think some of my friend's boyfriends who were there like went and found a bar around the corner because <laughs> yes. one of them missed it. <laughs> it was so expensive. And so I, she had to stick with us and talk to your dad and talk to our friends for like an hour and a, a, a half. Like, almost <laughs> <laughs> He's still so stressed about it. At one point, actually, when I was getting my nails and I got a text from my mom and she's like, can you hurry this up? Chris is about to crack. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was losing it, man. Uh, six months of pressure, keeping this quiet, having to deal with people who had the last minute tried to pull out of dinner and i told them we couldn't it was a really long thing and then people's flights getting delayed and me having to change things and and at the last second and i was freaking out in the weather and the rain and it I was everything has ptsd <sighs> but everything worked out Who's perfectly from, uh, because i show up two hours late to my own proposal which so and feels when you, great when I'm waiting and for it you, stopped raining it so stopped i raining. never honestly the timing couldn't have been perfect it rained it. when you didn't when we didn't or wait it didn't rain when we didn't want it to rain and it rained when it was fine to rain. Yeah. When you were in the car, it was raining. When you got out, it wasn't raining. Yes. It was like almost like God was Serendipity. looking down. Serendipitous God was looking down God's on a big us. fan of Serendipity. He loves Serendipity. He loves Kate Beckinsale. Definitely. He's a big, huge fan. Huge loves fan. the movie. Huge loves fan. the... He's frozen tried, hot chocolate. He's tried the frozen hot chocolate. That's him. He made that. It's true. He made it's frozen true. hot chocolate. Okay. Um, and so... 
I'm waiting there. I'm literally standing there because I'm told, finally, you're on your way. Like an hour and a half before you're supposed, or after you're supposed to be there, you're on the way. So I'm just standing there in the lobby. And oh, your friends were like, I was going to have all your friends stand in the back, take their own pictures. And oh, and all day everyone. I had told my friends, I swear to God, if you are anywhere within my eyesight when this proposal happens, I will kill you. So I got told how to do my own proposal by her friends. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we're not going to stand back there. She doesn't want that. I'm like, okay, fine. Do you guys want to just propose for me? And I'm so grateful because it was perfect. <laughs> so I was waiting I'm for you a, in the I lobby. I micromanaged my own proposal. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Didn't know what to do with my hands. And then you guys walk up and your mom, this, the, you know, the, the, um, revolving door, revolving door, your mom walks through first. So the photographer, she's the first photo she takes is your mom cheesing, like <laughs> smiling, like walking well, but in. To be fair, I had realized that I still had my purse and I didn't want to be holding my purse. So I'm like trying to throw my purse onto my mom and I'm pushing her through the door and it was just a lot. Oh, but God. then time stood still. And yes. Do you and remember what I said? No, I was trying to journal about it yesterday and I actually, here, I'll, I'll read what I wrote in my journal because I was trying really hard to remember and I'm sure given how romantic the rest of the day was, and all how romantic was so those beautiful. Clues so I go, my mom didn't really know what to do, but she eventually got the hint that Chris had listened to my friends and moved them all into the lobby bar off to the side so I didn't have to feel awkward with them staring them down. At this point, I blacked out. No, really. I don't remember what Chris said. I remember I asked to drop his hands for a second so I could fix my hair. He said some lovely things about us and our friends and my family. And suddenly he's down on one knee. And oh, my God, it's really happening. I wish I had a recording of what he said, because knowing Chris, I'm sure it was really, really sweet and really, really romantic. But I was so lost in the moment, which works, too. I remember I said, no, haha. Just kidding, which is a very me thing to do. <laughs> and, you know what? Actually, I don't remember you saying that. So I blacked out too. Okay. I was trying to remember exactly what I said, but I said something to the effect of, I hope you see, you know, how much love you have in your life, how much your friends, yes, that rings a bell. your family, how much they care about you. And I hope that for the rest of our lives together, I can bring just as much love uh, and show you just as much love. Um, so, you know, count this as your recording. Okay. And then I said, I know you always wanted to get married in the plaza. Um, I don't think I, we can afford that at this point. So I hope you'll, you'll, um, you'll be able to stand for an engagement instead. And that's, when I, that's when I got beautiful. down on one knee. And, it I was said, so and I said how beautiful you looked and how much I love you and how uh, I hope you had a good day. We had, we had some small, tech, small yeah. talk to yeah. start. We did some small talk. Then I got into the whole part about love and how I hope to bring love to our lives. Did you practice? I actually didn't write down anything. I thought of it that day. I was wow. like, I, it'll come to me. Plus, I had no time. What for a man of I words. No, I had no time for that crap. I was scheduling. Yeah, dude. I was stressed. It was a stressful day. I was the sick. ring got stuck in the box. I remember that. Was that your fault. Oh, and I forgot to take off my rings on my left hand, so I had to pocket them. Luckily, my romper that I wore had pockets, so I had to like casually <laughs> take off Ser my yeah. serendipity strikes Ser again. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like take off my rings and stuff them in my pocket, but it was just. I, I honestly, it's really hard to put into words because I understand, like, obviously people see the proposal and think, oh, my God, this proposal was incredible and amazing. But then there's so many emotions that go on top of the proposal itself because we live pretty nomadic lives. Like we're in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, we're far away we're from far close from friends. home. We're far from our, our closest friends. And we've made plenty of friends here, too. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, your core friends from life and a lot of times they're yeah. able to do stuff I mean, your together. friends from college and high school is oftentimes yeah. are closest for the rest yeah. of their lives. And the fact that they took the time out of their schedules, the fact that they paid to come all the way to New York City to to go through this like incredible day. Like, I honestly, I mean, this is super morbid, but like I told my mom, I was like, Why if I get got, morbid right now, Well, I'm just saying, I was like, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, like oh. know that this was the best day of my life. 
<laughs> like, oh God. So, but luckily, knock on wood, like haven't been hit by a bus yet. But I, I mean that so truly. Like you look back at terms in your life and, and things stand out. But like that was the best day of my life because it included you. We finally got engaged, which gets people the F off our back. Um, it included both of my parents who were there together in perfect harmony, kind of, as always. But like, you know, they went through so much to make sure that the day was perfect. And then you put all the friends that I would have ever wanted. And like a couple couldn't make it. And some of them felt really bad. I was like, why would you feel bad? Like, it's so hard to get there. And just the fact that they were involved with FaceTime and my friend Connor was in Thailand and made like a 14 minute video. Yeah. And well, you know, I, I, when I reached out to people, I didn't know who was going to come. I, you know, it's, I, re- I gave plenty of time for them to plan. It's in New York. If, I mean, it's an easy place to get people to go to, but it's hard to get there and expensive, but everyone was down for it. I mean, everyone wanted to be a part of it and that made something special. And so, you know, I think I nailed it. The <laughs> ring is beautiful. Too, duh. Just in case anyone I, was wondering. I was a little nervous. I mean, I'm loaded. It's... So, you know, duh. And I work in TV media. <laughs> yeah. But, I make millions yeah. of dollars. No, don't, don't put that out there. Cause some people think that we don't make We're that much poor. money. So, so, <laughs> but honestly, I think I had six years to plan it. I thought I nailed that shit. I think you did. I nailed it. And it was one of the best days ever. And it was amazing. Everything, honestly, everything worked out. We wait, went to dinner. I, mean, I, I had the, the family style meal at Carmine's is, Italian restaurant that I have always wanted. Being an only child, I don't have a big family. And I've always wanted this big Italian family, like family style meal. And I got it. Yeah. And some people who we didn't even know came to dinner too, because why not? Yeah. We had engagement crashers. (laughs) We legitimately had engagement crashers. One of Jess's high school friends, boyfriends, knew some people and they came. We said they couldn't come. They came anyway. Who cares? Who cares? We were so happy. We're like, they paid their way. That's all that matters. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I feel bad for all the other men out there. I do too. It's a sad world for y'all. Well, no, but one, I want to read one tweet response. Shannon Hurd said, you don't know me, Chris, but I know Jessica because of the WAC fam, I mm-hmm. guess. Just want to say I'm super impressed by your proposal. You're right. Sincerely meant it when I say it. It was one of the best I've heard of. And in my other life, I run Bridal Magazine, so I hear a ton of them. Congrats. Thanks, Shannon. No, yeah, but I mean, honestly, compliment. I think I just tried to make a plan that was going to, you know... Was going to make these past six years worth it. We waited this long. It's such a lead up. We talk about it on this podcast. I wanted to make it fun, have it be something different rather than, you know, also in, in addition to choosing a beautiful place to do it, I wanted to do it with friends and make it show how, pe- how much people care about you and how much people love yeah, you. It was super humbling. Really. How much I love you. And so um, I think it really honestly worked out so great. Aww. It was very happy. And Thanks. after that, we stayed at the plaza for two days. Oh, yeah. That was the big surprise. We moved to the plaza. Yes. Oh, my I, God. I, I got some help. I woke with, up an engaged woman yeah, in the plaza. I got some help pay- with payment because it's expensive. $800 a night from <laughs> Jess's <laughs> dad. Yeah, dude, it's so expensive. So I got some help with payment from your father, which I appreciated. Shout out, Carl. And I so, took a few too many tequila shots. Yes. She may or may not have thrown up in the bathroom at the plaza, <laughs> the nicest bathroom she will ever throw up in. Dreams come true. Dreams do come Dreams true. Come and then after true. that, it was literally just a couple of days of us binge drinking with our friends every day. Which um, we don't get to do very often. No, so it, was, it was a really lot of fun. fun. And so I just want to thank everyone who was a part of it. Thank you all for listening and to this lead up. I know this was probably our longest podcast almost since the first one or the first two. Yeah. So this was worth it. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe it gave you some inspiration. If not, I hope it just warmed your heart. We loved it. We love talking to you 
about it. And so now what's going to happen to this? I podcast? feel bad for people. I talk about it all the time. If, yeah. For pe- if people are wondering or concerned, I hope you're concerned. This podcast isn't going anyway. We're now anywhere. We're now going to morph it into still not married. We'll still riff on all kinds of crap. Our fights, stuff going on in Memphis. There are still are dishes happening. to be washed, people. Dishes to be washed. We're not going anywhere. We like to have fun with this. This is, I mean... This started as just an idea, it's morphed into something we do for fun, and now people... If you're interested in sponsoring us, <laughs> I promise we actually like have some followers, and some. we have some in- hashtag influence. Yeah, so no, but people Look at actually... Koyos. People talk to us about it out in the street, you know? So yeah. like, people listen, and we appreciate all of you, and this is a lot of fun. We try to have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. We try to make it a good time, and a lot of humor, and that is the story of how... We got engaged. Jessica Benson and Chris Luther finally got engaged. So we have one. We're going to do the segment 101 questions before you get engaged. But now I'm just going to pretend Change it to marry. Pretend it says 101 questions before you get married. Do we have the sound ready? Got some questions. We got the action. I hope you can come up with answers, baby. Girl, it's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me, girl? So is this the time period where I now like try to convince myself not to marry you? I don't know. Now we're not going to get married for like two years, by the way. I hope yeah, everyone yeah, is yeah. ready. But, like, uh, yeah. I'm going to let you choose. There's two questions. Okay. These are that one or that one. Okay. Okay. Don't lose well, the pages. I'm not. Which one do you? Yeah. This is the, now that we are engaged, I have to. Okay. Now this is actually a good one. Yeah. Right. So what is your greatest fear or concern about being married? What have you done to address these concerns? Whoa. I think this is actually really funny because as I was getting ready for my proposal at the very end, uh, I was able to share a few minutes with my mom, which was really special to me. And as we were walking to the plaza, she was saying, you know, you're getting engaged. Like you're not, you're not losing who you are. And I think that's always been a big thing for me. Well, you got nervous? Well, I've never wanted, please. (laughs) I'm not nervous Um, about you. The whole. We talk about this every (laughs) I know, no, no, I know. And that's my whole thing is that like, I have never had any inkling of a doubt that you and I are meant to be together and that we're going to be together for a long time. I just personally have never had that desire to get married and thus, you know, to get engaged originally. I never dreamed of my proposal day, but God bless young six-year-old Jesse's mind would be blown with how she actually ended up getting proposed to in the plaza. I think, I think six-year-old Jesse is very happy. I think she's pretty pleased, but she still sent back her grilled cheese. Um, you ordered a grilled cheese think, too at the plaza. Oh, I did. We did. It was great. <laughs> it wasn't that good of a grilled cheese. Sorry, plaza. $35. It was we still not, love the plaza. The Sponsor fries. us. Sponsor. The, fri- the fries. Sponsor that, our wedding. Give us a, a free wedding. Sponsor. How cool would that be if we shared the whole story? Anyway, so I guess my biggest fear with being married has always been this notion that like marriage changes a relationship. Like for whatever reason, people get weird when they get married. Like how do you go from being this like young, fun and love couple to being like old and married and you hate each other and it sucks. <laughs> You hated so, me just before this episode it's began. It's true. So I think that's what you do to address okay. the concerns is, okay. is you talk about them. Absolutely. But bottom line, I was going to tell and be sweet and tell you that my mom said, yeah, I know the ring when I hit the Ooh. table, it's really heavy. Um, but my mom said, as we were walking, she was like, Jess, like you and Chris are just the quintessential couple. And like, there's nothing better than the love that you two have for each other. And that doesn't change from dating to being engaged to being married. Absolutely. So for me, we were in the ca- tab, the cab, tab, cab, cab, tab, cab. I said taxi and cab at the same time. Tab cab. Ooh, that's good. Tab cab. We should start that. Uber, look out. Tab cabs coming your way. Sponsors. Um, so Trademark. 
So I think and we were in the cab on the way over to dinner um, with your dad telling a story in the front seat. And I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is the rest of my life. Like, you know, when you're like, you know, just dating, like we're obviously still getting, we're thinking we're going to be together forever. But when you're like actually propose and like, I'm sure the same thing when you get married, like this, it means something. It just, all it does is symbolic, right? It's symbolic. It yeah, symbolizes it's so weird. commitment forever, you yeah. know? And I was just thinking like, I got a little freaked out. I was like, oh my God. I was like about to, what if I like at a, at a stoplight, I just jumped out of the cab and ran <laughs> and never looked back and you never saw me again. No. But you know, I, I was talking to a friend later. It's like nothing actually changed. Exactly. We're still together. We still want to be together. We yes. still love each other. We still care about each other. We still have this life together, friends together and everything. And I mean, I think the days in following that made it made, reminded me how much fun we have and how much fun we have together. And so I think it just, don't freak out, you know, don't worry about if you, all you have to do is take it moment by moment. If you still want to be with that person forever, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing. You're obviously in the right place. And you're still the people that you were when you first fell in love. Cheers. Still on Engaged Nation. You got engaged with us. Oh, I got my ring stuck on the first finger. Oh, take it off. I can't. Oh God. Okay. So anyway, you still on Engaged Nation. You it feels like you're all feels like you all got engaged with us so thank you for being along for this journey we'll still be here we'll have another episode for you now still not married next month we love you all and i love you jess i love you cheers thanks for the best proposal ever you're welcome it was extra the oam network is an independently run podcast and live production company in memphis tennessee the oamnetwork.com Power to the podcast.